You are listening to Your Word on the Way. We trust the Word of God to encourage you, comfort you, and even challenge you as you grow in your walk with the Lord. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and podcast. Thanks again for joining us for Your Word on the Way. Well, good morning, everybody. It is good to have you here with me today. Um, I have something that's been in my spirit, so I wanted to get this out there right now before I forget about it, before it becomes cold. When the Spirit of God speaks to you, you've got to speak it out so that it goes to whomever it needs to be going to. So that's why I'm here this morning talking about take it or leave it. Listen, we say it to our kids, you could take it or leave it. We give them an option. We say... You know, this is your only option. You could take it or leave it. Um, but God is not like that. <laughs> he doesn't like that take it or leave it attitude. It's almost like we start to treat things like the things of God as if they're common, as if we can take it or leave it. Um, and that's not how God, you have to, excuse me, I'm putting on my socks right now. I don't know if you can hear the background noise. That's not how God wants us to treat him like, that we could take him or leave him. Now, I want to take you to a scripture um, that somebody said in their message the other day, and it really stuck out to me. Um, Let's see, where is it? Tem, this is how I look for stuff in the Bible. Temptation common to man. 1 Corinthians Chapter 10, verse 13 says this, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to man. Now, I've never heard it said like this before. I've never heard it preached like this before. But the preacher that I was listening to, uh, it was Jesse DePlantis on uh, whatever Tuesday night he was saying how you're not tempted unless something has become common to you. Meaning it's something that you know about. It's something that is just a thing for you. Now, obviously the scripture um, is, it's saying that there's nothing crazy about the temptation that you're being tempted with right now. It's, It's nothing out of the ordinary. It's common to man. Um, These are common things. But really, let's go back. When did these things become common to man? Now I have to find my Bible. Hold on. Hold on, guys. Stay right there. Don't move. All right, I'm here. Hold on. Just stay right where you're at. All right, all right, all right. So, go to Genesis. You're asking me what chapter in Genesis? I don't know yet. Let me let me get to it. What am I even talking about? Oh, the, the flood. Okay, so go to Genesis chapter 6. <clears throat> chapter 6, verse 5. The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently evil. Now I'm going to go to the Bible on Google. 
Okay, that's not what I was talking about. Romans one thirty, but that's a that you know that's a thing too. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, one. Chapter one, verse thirty. Come on and study the word with me today. When something comes in your spirit, this is how this is how you look it up. You know, while people are listening to you. Now this says this. You know, all these different. Here we go. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. So this is what I'm saying. There is no temptation that has come to you except for that which is common to man. When did these sins become common? You know, in the days of Noah... God looked at these sins and he goes, everything they think, everything they imagine is consistently evil. And now we've called it political correctness. Now we've called it choice. Now we've called it equality. Not like, you know, we need to allow a woman and a woman to get married or a man and a man to get married because that's just the right thing to do. We've called it something that it's not. It has been, it it has become common to man. And even Romans chapter one, verse 30 says, they invented ways of doing evil. It's like the devil goes, "I, I never even thought of that one. That was a good one. And it has nothing to do with the devil. It's these people Um, who are proud and boastful against God, who aren't acknowledging God, who aren't praising and thanking God. They are inventing ways of doing evil. They're inventing ways of sinning against God. And what I want to ask is, when did this sin become so common? No temptation has come to you except for that which is common to man. How did it become common? We look at the world around us and God doesn't want us to look at sin and look at evil and say that that's common. No, it's evil. We need to call what's good, good, and what's evil, evil. The world right now is calling what is evil, good, and they're calling what is good, evil. But as people of God... We can't have this take-it-or-leave-it attitude or this commonality with sin. We can't accept it as part of our lives. We need to come out from among them and be separate. We should be holy as God is holy. We should not treat those things that are sacred as if they're common, as if they're unsacred, as if they're just normal. We cannot lightly esteem God. We can't have an, a take-it-or-leave-it attitude with God. Esteem me, Bible. Again, this is how I study the Word of God. We can't lightly esteem God. We, can't, we should not be looking at the things of God with a take-it-or-leave-it attitude. We shouldn't be looking at sin and allow it to be common to us. That's how we become tempted with things. 
That's why, you know, we're, we're so hard on this idea that you can't let something, you can't let your eyes see something that it shouldn't be seeing because it becomes common to you. What is the progression of sin? I saw, I wanted, I took, I hid, I saw. Eve saw that the fruit was desirable. David saw Bathsheba bathing on the roof of that house or that building. I saw. If if you are fixing your eyes on something other than Jesus, it will become common to you. Like in the days of Noah, when people were eating and drinking, like it was nothing. Yet God says that their intentions, their thoughts, everything that they imagined was consistently and totally evil. And yet they were eating and drinking like it was nothing. Sin had become common to them. How does it become common to us? We fix our eyes on these things. We allow it to enter our ears. And I'm telling you that if you, if you fix your eyes on a thing, if you let your ears hear of it enough, it's as if it will become common to you. And we can't have a take it or leave it attitude with sin. We can't allow it into our hearts. We can't allow it into our minds. I know you watch stuff that you shouldn't be watching. And you just go, well, it's, I mean, it's going to be over soon or the season's almost over. Like, you know that you should stop watching. There was a show, um, it's like the first time that I was like, I'm going to start a series on Hulu or Netflix, whatever it was. And so it's the first time that I, you know, thought to do that in a year. I've been really just like watching DIY videos constantly. That's, that's like how I chill. Um, so it's like, I'll start a series I, I picked one that looked like it was safe. And I'm telling you, within the first 10 minutes, there was something that was like, you know, obviously it wasn't good. And it wasn't nudity or anything, but it was just stuff that I, content that I don't want in my heart. And I turned it off. Some of you will wait till the third or fourth episode and then go, well, I'm already, I'm already halfway into the series. I might as well finish it. No, don't let these things become common to you to the point where you're eating and drinking and having a good old time. And you forget that this is evil that's entering your heart. This is evil that you're becoming common with. You're becoming buddies with. I don't want to be buddies with sin. I don't want it to be common to you. You, you know the first step to being tempted is for you f- to think that a thing is common to you. For you to become acquainted with that sin, even if it's at a surface level. The more acquainted you become with something, the more likely you are to be tempted by it. Wow, I got a little bit off course, but you can't have this take it or leave it common attitude, even with the things of God. 1 Samuel 2 verse 30, therefore the Lord, the God of Israel says, I promised that your branch of the tribe of Levi would always be my priests, but I will honor those who honor me and I will despise those who think lightly of me. I will despise those who lightly esteem me. I will despise those who lightly esteem me. It's like God is saying, if you have a take it or leave it attitude with him, 
In this verse, he's saying, I will despise those who have like this take it or leave it attitude with me. God doesn't like that attitude. God doesn't like the common things. Um, There are utensils in scripture that are used for common use. But the ones who are used for noble purposes are those who have kept themselves pure. I believe that's in Timothy. If you would keep yourself pure, if you wouldn't have um, this take it or leave it attitude with God, he'll use you for noble purposes. But if not, you know, you could just be common. Who wants to be common? You know, that's why Cain was mad in the beginning of the Bible. Because God favored Abel because of his offering. And now Cain's mad. Why? Because he doesn't want to be lightly esteemed. He doesn't want to be treated with a take it or leave it attitude. That's like problem after problem in the Bible is because one was loved. And you know what? The thing that's interesting is that the way that the Bible uses language is if you love something less, love one thing less than the other, it's actually said like a hyperbole. Um, Jacob, I loved and Esau, I hated. Well, no, God didn't hate Esau initially. Um, and God didn't just show favor on Jacob because he felt like it. It's because choices were made. And then obviously Jacob gained the favor of God because of choices that he made. He chose God, um, eventually. And, and Esau despised his earthright. He, or, sorry, birthright. It's as if he treat, he treated something that was sacred as common. I don't know if that's what the Bible says. Esau treated something sacred. Bible. I don't know. Maybe that's a Bible verse. And I just like, Hebrews, let's turn to that. Hebrews 12, 16. I know I could have studied all this before I got on here and like not wasted your time, but this is how you do it, guys. This is how, you know, you get into the word of God. Make sure that no one is immoral or godless like Esau who traded his birthright as the firstborn son for a single meal. You know that afterwards when he wanted his father's blessing, he was rejected. It was too late for repentance, even though he begged with bitter tears. So it says that he, he, um, traded his birthright. You know, we know that he traded it for soup. It says for a single meal, he treated something of God as if it was, as if it was take it or leave it. And you know what? He lost everything. And even though he wept with bitter tears, he couldn't gain back what he had lost at that moment. Thank God that is, um, that's the old covenant. Thank God you can repent today and you can be in right standing with God, but Esau lost it. You know, there's things that we do that we end up losing here in this physical earth and we have repercussions for it because of our actions, because we treat things of God, uh, like with a, a take it or leave it attitude. I haven't left yet. I'm still here. So here we are. We're talking about Esau. He treated his birthright, birthright, I can't say birthright, as if it was something common. He despised it and he lost it all. God doesn't want you 
to work with him as if he could be taken or left. He wants to be chosen, just like we want to be chosen. Esau was mad at Jacob to the point where he wanted to kill Jacob after the fact. Why? Because the favor of God then rested on Jacob. Jacob got the blessing, but Esau didn't realize it until it was too late. He didn't realize it until after the fact. And you know, Esau didn't like the fact that he wasn't favored. He didn't like the fact that he's not the one who got God's blessing. He didn't like it. And so why do we treat God like that? Why do we put him second? Why do we put him third? Why do we put him 100th on the list when we can put him first? That we don't, we do not have to treat God as if he's common. There should be a, there should be a desire to seek God first, to put him first and foremost. He doesn't like the take it or leave it attitude. He doesn't like being treated as common. We don't like being treated as common. We don't like to be second. We don't. You don't like it when someone forgets to invite you and then invites you uh, because then, then, then they remember. It's almost like, well, if you didn't invite me to begin with, I don't really know if I even want to go because you forgot about me. Nobody likes being, being thought of like that. Nobody likes being treated like that. And God doesn't like it either. He doesn't like, you know, the Bible says eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. You should not be ignorant of these things. God doesn't want you to take or leave the things of God. He doesn't want you to treat them as if they're something that is common to you. He wants you to eagerly desire them. He wants you to love him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. All. He said, what did he say? All. Did he say some? No, he wants all. He would that you be hot or cold. I heard it said, you know, obviously we, we think of this and uh, that scripture and we go, okay, so God would either like you to be red hot on fire for, I don't know, who would be calling me from Spain right now? Anyway, he, uh, some people say, he would like you to be red hot on fire for him or cold, like your heart to be cold towards him. But I've heard it said of that verse that it's actually, he would like you to be warm, like almost like soothing and comforting to something. You know, when you drink something warm or cold, like that you're, you're refreshing. He would that you be hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, he'll, he'll spew you out of his mouth. He doesn't want you to be indecisive. He doesn't want you to be stuck for the rest of your life in this in-between. So as far as the things of God are concerned, you need to make a decision today. I'll choose God. He doesn't want you stuck in this in-between. He doesn't want you um, teetering and wavering all of the time. There is a way for you to be firmly grounded in your relationship with God to the point where you put him first. I know I've kind of been yelling a little bit. I'm sorry. It's just in my heart. It's in my spirit. I don't want to treat the things of God as if they're common. And I don't want to treat the wickedness 
and the sin of this world as if it's common. The more common the sin of this world becomes to you, the more likely you are to partake in it. The more common drinking becomes to you. And I'm, I'm not saying, you know, you just one day decide to, you know, pour yourself a beer and then you start drinking. No, but if it becomes common to you, like you see other believers drinking or you see um, your family drinking and you're around it all of the time or you're you're around it a lot of the time and you go, well, you know, they've they've got their lives together. It's not a problem for them. The more the more you allow it to enter your eyes and enter your ears, the more common it becomes to you, the more likely it is that you are to be tempted by it. And I'm that's from the word of God. These temptations have, have become common to man. These are things that are common to man. Um, in the days, again, in the days of Noah, they were just eating and drinking. You know, they were, they were living their everyday lives. But God said that the thoughts, their thoughts and their imaginations were consistently evil all of the time. They were only evil all of the time. And yet they're going on with life as usual. And if you look at the society around us, that is how the world has become right now. But you know, that doesn't have to be you. You've been set apart by God for a purpose. You've been set apart. Come out from among them and be holy. Be holy. And you know, there is a blessing from God for living for him and by faith being different. There's a blessing from God. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He is a rewarder. Godliness, godliness is profitable both now, everybody say now, both now and in the life to come. Anyone who has given up houses or mothers or brothers or sons or daughters for my sake will not fail to receive both now and in the life to come a hundred times, like a hundredfold. It is profitable for you to serve God. It is profitable for you to put him first. There is no blessing in a take it or leave it attitude. But if you would diligently seek you, seek him, he is he's your rewarder. He will reward you if you diligently seek Father, uh, the Father. You cannot just lightly esteem him and go about your life, go about every single day and put him last, give him the last of your energy, give him the last of your heart, give him the last of your love, give him the last of your money if you have anything left. He has got to be first. Don't allow sin to be common in your life. Don't allow the things of this world to become common in your life to the point where you begin to be tempted by it and sin against God because of it. And and don't don't lightly esteem God. Really put him first. Honor him. Put him above the rest. And again, you should not be common. If you would pur- purify yourself, live a holy life, You'll be used for noble purposes. Nobody wants 
to be the person that is like picked last in the dodgeball game. Uh, I was always picked last. It doesn't feel good. Nobody likes that. And you know, God isn't trying to pick you last. If you would purify yourself and live for him, you will no longer be common. You will be used for noble purposes. You'll be a special vessel for his use. Now today, if you're listening to this and you would, you realize, man, I've been sinning against God. I need to repent. I need to turn around from where I'm at, right where you are, you're at. Close your eyes and lift your hands. If you're driving, just lift your hand, one hand, and close your eye or don't close your eyes. Um, say this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I turn around from my sin right now. I believe in my heart that Jesus, you died for me to take my punishment for my sin. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. I call on you now. Save me. I believe, God, that you raised Jesus from the dead and that he is alive right now, giving me power over sin. And I thank you, Father, now for every other person who's listening today. I ask you in Jesus' name that you would empower them to live for you. You give us the power to do what's right. You give us the power to do what's good and pleasing. Your good and pleasing and perfect will, God. Help us to live for you and not turn to the right or to the left, but to choose life, to choose your commands, to choose your ways, Father. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that was shed for us to empower us to live a holy life for you. We don't want to be common. We want to be used for noble purposes. We want to be those special vessels that you created us to be. Thank you in advance. And when we when we get to a place where something that is of this world is becoming common to us, would you remind us, Father, for, for us to not allow that to become common to us, that we would call things that are evil, evil, call things that are good, good. So we would know how to serve you best and never to lightly esteem you, but to always put you first. We thank you in advance in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, if you gave your heart to the Lord, go ahead and message us in whatever platform you're listening to this. Well, you can't really do that. You can find my name on uh, Facebook. I'm Nicole Mackay. You can also find me on Instagram, Nicole M. Mackay. It is awesome um, to have this privilege to share the word of God with you today. God bless you and you have a great one.